Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to the Life Listen Network. On today's episode, we're elevating our etiquette game. Just in time for the holidays, we're breaking out the linens, the china, and our warmest smiles, and we're chatting with the grand dame of interior design, Holly Holden. No joke, friend. She's the real deal. She hangs with royalty and even knows the ins and outs of everyone's favorite castle, Downton Abbey. From folding napkins to turning place cards into a game, and why the fork should always run from the napkin, Holly lets us in on the true secret to entertaining. Always make your guests feel at home. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to the Welcome Home Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome home to the holiday edition of the Welcome Home Podcast. This is exciting. Now I think 17 holiday editions. We love (laughs) our holidays. (laughs) It's all about festivals, festivals and celebrations. For people who Uh, don't actually like festivals, we talk so much about festivals. You know, we just actually go to a lot more festivals. Okay, we've already gotten off track. Seriously, I was actually thinking the other day. I want to go back in time because I actually have started to like festivals. You know, I used to go to medieval times festivals. That makes me sound super creepy. But they were so fun in elementary school. They're super fun. And then remember that thing in college where we used to always break for reenactments? We went to college in Virginia and there was a lot. Yeah. If, seriously, Kirsten, if you ever gave up on our friendship one day, I did, double two can dare you to drive past a reenactment and not get a tear in your eye. So you can you can never leave me. So You know, our college years were pretty darn innocent when our motto was we break for reenactments. Which is so funny. There's no political background to that. It's just for in Virginia, which where we went to college, there was always some sort of reenactment going on. And no matter if even if we were speeding to the airport, we would careen over it because it just came like bad luck if you didn't stop for a reenactment. Oh my gosh, that was so weird. Well, I I mean, no one in Arizona was really pretending that 200 year old wars were still happening. It was just a fascinating. It was fascinating. I didn't even have them growing up on Long Island. I was fascinated, and they had all the ammo. Okay, not a lot so of New go- York reenactment. No, there. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not in my part of the neck of the woods. Now we are slightly going back in time because we have Holly Holden with us, and Holly has been doing fine, fine interiors and gracious living Classic and manners. Interiors. Classically, they are. She, she is a true hostess. She owns a beautiful home. She's an interior designer. Holly is the host of the Emmy-nominated series, You Are Cordially Invited, which can be found on public television. In addition to that, she has her own YouTube channel, Holly Holden on YouTube, and she's the author of a book, The Pretty and Proper Living Room, which is a really cool idea. She'll tell us a little bit more about that on the show. And then finally, she has a darling newsletter that comes out called Mummy's Monday Manners, which I, basically... I'm so sorry. I totally yeah. interrupted you, but I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with the email. Like, I yeah, Mummy would not every... like you're interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> there was the... <laughs> oh my gosh, the irony. You're so right. I apologized, but you're so right. You're so right. Will you forgive me, Graham, for my rudeness? Absolutely, because the theme to this interview, and dear friends who are our listeners, we want to remind you that Holly takes it to a level that even Kirsten and I, who love manners and etiquette and graciousness, cannot go to. So part of this 
interview you'll listen to and you go, whoa, 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 that just might never be my lifestyle, might not be my life. But again, on our podcast, we always seek to provide some little tidbits of information that maybe everyone didn't know, and just to kind of kick it up a few levels, just so we can know about it, just because this, these things are interesting. Right. And I think I was totally intimidated by some of the stuff she was saying, like, oh, gosh, you know, could I even host like that? But really, I think what she's saying is it's really great to know the best rules, know your best practices. But like at the end of the day, I don't think she would, I think her, her manners are so elevated that at the end of the day, it's just about making people feel comfortable. And so she would never judge you for having your napkin in the wrong space. She would say, that's not what's important. What's important is that you're comfortable in my home, that you're welcome. Um, But I left, I actually walked around for the next two or three days after, after we did that interview, just being very aware of other people and how my actions were affecting them. Was I being gracious? Was I being kind? Was I really listening to what they were saying? So, you know, the the napkin stuff is fun. The silver stuff is fun. I make some faux pas about napkin rings and all those sorts of things. And it, you just really realize like, yeah, she tells us what's really important because that's fun to know, but that's all in the spirit of making people feel comfortable that's not what's right. Really exactly, important. and royalty needs to be made to feel comfortable too. I mean, oh, that's my the thing. Goodness. The last time right. I had Prince Harry over, I just put my foot in my mouth. It was terrible. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to think about them too and make them feel like they've got someone to hang out with. So, all of our listeners, you now know that we are all up to snuff and up to task. Up to snuff. But before we start on that, thank you so much. We've gotten so many nice iTunes reviews. I just wanted to thank everyone for doing that. Again, if you feel so inclined, we are the Welcome Home Podcast, and we would love um, an, a review on iTunes. But we also have a sponsor for today's show. We do. We have we have one of our original sponsors from like two years ago when we first started this show, and we had so much fun saying their name, and I'm so excited we get to say it again. Sudio Sweden. We always say with an accent. You don't need to, but we would highly recommend you give it a try because Sudio Sweden is very fun to say. Studio is spelled S-U-D-I-O. So it's like studio without the T, Um, but they are beautiful headphones. And Mm -hmm. I... Until I got my Studio Sweden's, I had never had premium headphones. I was like the girl who would get the ones in the checkout line. Me too. Um, okay. Are we converts? Yeah, we are. Because my cats would usually chew them up and I didn't realize because they were those like cheap little wire ones. But these, the Studio Sweden's, have really elevated my, um, my earphone listening game but they so basically they are the perfect harmony of studio quality sound and scandinavian minimalist design that's how they design that's how they kind of their tagline and no joke that's kind of what they are they're very they're very sexy and if you haven't had if you haven't had a bluetooth headphones yet because i don't know like I don't know. You just I hadn't until I had these. I hadn't either. I yeah, hadn't. This... So I don't know what the deal was. Like yeah. I don't know. But it's awesome. Not having a cord that's getting caught on everything is amazing. And these have up to eight hours of unlimited playtime um, and a really great standby mode. So you have 10 days of battery life. So you really have a lot of wireless freedom. Um, mm-hmm. As usual, when we love something and we want to share it with you guys, we have a discount code. So you're going to want to go to Studio. Um, studiosfeeden.com. Studio.com. Just studio.com. Studio.com. That's right. Studio.com. And the code is welcome home, Woo-hoo! which is great. Finally, we our show name and our codes are up to speed. So studio.com, code welcome home at checkout, and you'll get 15% off any purchase. Anything you order always ships for free. 
and I know and we actually did a giveaway a couple days ago on Instagram um for a studio and we had so many listeners who who messaged us and told us that they loved their studios they were so excited to get them um so thank you studio for helping our listeners out with that uh also we're gonna be doing another giveaway pretty soon so if you missed that one I'm so sorry but please follow us um on Instagram at the welcome home podcast and we're gonna be having more giveaways so don't miss out Thank you, Studio, for your sponsorship. And yeah. I think it's time we oh, get. Oh, one other thing. Until the end of December, there's going to be a promotion where you'll get a free gift box with a pair of TOs with every, with every purchase. That's almost impossible. The TOs are beautiful. I don't even understand that. It says it in our notes, and I'm not even sure if that's true. So somebody who's listening, try it out and see if that's true. They're un- it's like getting two pairs of earphones with every purchase. <laughs> like, can we read this? <laughs> I'm reading the notes. I don't think that's true, but if you do order it, yeah, I mean, the TOs are like a really nice, expensive pair of earphones as well. So if you happen to get two with your order, like yeah. have at it. I guarantee that's, that's true. But 50% <laughs> off and maybe <laughs> sometimes you read something and you're like, yeah, I don't know. That's going to work out. Um, but if it does, it's sponsored by Welcome Home. Free worldwide shipping also. Yeah. All right, let us know. Let us know, folks. This is the worst ad we've ever done. No, this is a great one. Like, I don't know. It's a question mark. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. There's something amazing coming. They say it's coming, but we're just, we find that too good to be true. We don't believe it is what it is. (laughs) Speaking of things that are too good to be true, Holly Holden, welcome to our show. Welcome to, oh goodness, you guys, I'm having such a hard time with our new name. Welcome to Welcome Home. Welcome home, Holly. <laughs> Simple as that, Kirsten. Welcome home. Oh, Graham, I'm going to get there. We have Holly Holden. We are so thrilled to have you. Um, what an honor. We're really, we're really stepping it up today on Welcome Home. I am so thrilled to be a part of your podcast. I've listened to it, and I think you two are just onto something. You're so engaging, and you have so much energy, but you give really practical advice. So I am just honored that you asked me to, to chat on your podcast, and I do adore your new name. Welcome home. Couldn't be better. <laughs> well, we yeah. know that we are humbled in your um, esteem because you know Gracious Living and Holidays. And we, you know, when we started the show a while ago, we really did a lot more on kind of Gracious Living and etiquette and manners and et cetera, et cetera. But we, we haven't touched upon it in quite some time. Um, I think the last person we had on was Lizzie Post. So we are going to let you kind of brush up our holiday manners today. And <laughs> I think, you know, everyone needs a refresher and I was, I'm going to jump into a quick little story. You know, you have a wonderful newsletter that we subscribe to. And I think one of the things was, um, the latest newsletter you had out was about, uh, the most formal way to greet someone. Um, you know, if you're going through a receiving line and, you know, and it's basically putting, you know, your, the hand is extended and you say, how do you do? And the response is, how do you do in return? Okay. And we were sitting at the dinner table and I've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and my boys were going, mom, why do we need this? Why do we need to know this? And I said, because you can always go, you know, you can always be more relaxed, but the truth is, is that I want you set up so that if you are ever in the situation and it arises, you are prepared and you know what to do. That's the best advice ever because we don't come programmed with manners. I mean, our children need to learn them. And if it's, if it's not, I mean, the parents are the ones that, that instill that uh, manners in their children's. I mean, I'm, it's important that in parents instill manners in their children and teach them these different, different protocols. 
so they can pick and choose. But you're right, when they're presented with, with questions and introductions, they feel comfortable in doing so. Oh, I love that comfortable too. Yeah, you don't want to set your kids up to, you know, who knows that... I, I don't well, know if my children are going to run into the queen, but if they do, I don't. I want them set up for success. So, but everybody, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Holly. No, no, I, I was going to say that manners really are about making other people feel comfortable. So yeah. if you're comfortable, they feel comfortable, and I think that is the best kind of hostess for any occasion, whether it's a dinner party or it's a Christmas gathering. If you're comfortable, everyone around you is going to be comfortable, and that's when you feel in command of knowing different manners and etiquette and expectations. You can that's, play with it. That's true. Well, the holidays really kind of kick it up a notch, though, because there's just an added pressure. I feel like, you know, and when you talk about a dinner party or just hosting another family in your home, I feel like when it's Christmas, everyone has these expectations of, you know, it has to be what I imagined, or it has to be what you imagined, or this is what my children are going to remember as their Christmas. So... How do you deal with this added, added pressure? Like, what do you see as, as the potential pitfalls or possible landmines, and how can we avoid them before we begin the holiday season? Such, it's such a grand question. We all do have that perfect picture of a Christmas, and I think if you can just say, it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to be enchanted with having your family around. That's really what it's all about. And in fact, <clears throat> I remember I was in the middle of filming a, a program and I was doing a show house, and we had house guests. I realized the night before, I had three children. There was no way I could wrap all the presents, the big presents. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I, this is just out of necessity. I grabbed white trash bags, put everything in white <laughs> trash bags, with big red ribbons around it. And I felt mortified. And my children were <laughs> scarred for life. No. Do they remember that? No, they just remember having a wonderful Christmas. That's really what it's about. And I think when people come to your house, either they feel that you really want them there, they feel your comfort zone, and they also, they, they can sense if you're tense or nervous. So I just say keep calm and carry on. You know, something tells me with your sense of style, those trash bags ended up looking a lot like Santa's, uh, Santa's magic sack. I have a feeling those were styled beautifully. Oh, you're sweet. I, no, they, they were what they were. But I, there was an, another option. I, I remember my, my grandmother had a, a lovely house, and she made a birthday cake and set it down on the table. And then there were things on the table, so she placed it over on a lower windowsill placed it down there and our dog walked over and took a big bite out of the cake. <laughs> the guest looked at her and said, oh dear, what are you going to do? And she said, oh, it's not a problem. I have another one in the kitchen. So she took it in there, put some more icing where the hole was and brought that cake back out. <laughs> it was just a matter of, you know, being comfortable in your own shoes and knowing that you're, you're there to be with the ones that you love. Mm, that's important. That's important. It is. But that, that perfect picture, if you can just do a few things that you love to do, that you know are your trademark um, gifts to your family. I, I make pecan pies the day before Christmas and give them to all of our friends. So I'm probably making 14 pecan pies. And I realized that doing it the day before Christmas is almost too much. I want to be with my family. I have six grandchildren now. So I make them three days in advance and then deliver them. And then I don't have to worry about anything. And the present yeah. is delivered and done. 
Sure. I was impressed you were even doing it the day before. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you moved it back to three days, Holly. That seems very fair. <laughs> this year, who knows? Maybe no one would get a pecan pie. I don't know. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. I, I know that the one thing I remember from growing up for Christmas is I, I know there was beautiful decorations. I know there was great food. But what I really remember is my mom, for some reason, potato skins always made it on the menu, which is like the most... I haven't had potato skin since I was at a bar in college. It's, 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 it's like the weirdest food. I love potato skins. So we should get oh, them. They're actually like why we aren't all serving potato skins all the time. I mean, it is the most random food. <laughs> I know there was beautiful food. <laughs> nice things, but I love it. You remember that, right? It was so you fun. And, and I think it's probably because it was the only thing that wasn't, you know, all adulty and gross, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I just remember, oh, I smell the bacon. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> but, it's, it's not, but you're right. It's not about that. It's about my mom making them and maybe I got to help and there was, you know, the family friends who were sitting around. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's really it. And bit. did you have a children's table as well? Uh, you Did know, you we had that? a really small family. Um, so, no, we all sat together. But, but, I, but I now watch my children at a children's table because they've got a lot of grandchildren. And... Um, and it is like, I just see memories being made over there like crazy. They're just going to remember these things. But do you have any suggestions, Holly, for a children's table? Or do well, you have I just actually, I was going over, we were talking about all different aspects of Christmas with my daughter, Alexandra, who lives here in England, where I am right now. And I asked her, did you like going to, uh, sitting at a children's table when you're at your grandparents' house? And she said, those are some of the fondest memories. Mm, they loved yeah. it. They thought it was very, very special. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have room for one and you do have an overflowing table, then I would definitely employ a children's table. And I oh, we loved say, it. You know, when people last minute call up and say, oh, by the way, may I bring so-and-so? I always think the more the merrier. So mm-hmm. when I prepare whatever I'm cooking, I make extra. And I try to cook many of the things in advance. I don't want to be mashing potatoes when my guests are arriving. So everything is done the day before or two days before, and then I just warm it up except for the turkey. It just well, makes that it easier. makes me wonder, hosting guests in your home. So what are your top tips for making your holiday guests feel welcome when they're staying in your home? Well, I think for me, I like to show them around the kitchen and say, you know what, do whatever you need to do. If you want to go for a run in the morning or whatever, let's rally around 10 o'clock. We'll help yourself to breakfast here. I will be making breakfast around this time if you'd like to join us. But if you want to do other things, your emails or read, feel comfortable in doing so. And then I put bottled water and some nibbles in their room, whether it's sweet or savory. But it just, I think, let them feel as if they're part of the family and they can do what they wish and not feel as if they have to tiptoe around. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been employing lately when we have guests is I actually leave. I leave them alone in our house. I realize that that, which seems strange because sometimes I think when we entertain, we feel like we need to kind of be present with them every minute to respond to their needs. But I've realized that if I actually, you know, I come up with an excuse to go do something. Oh, I have to go out for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours even. They can kind of feel comfortable in the They're on holiday too. You mm-hmm. are absolutely brilliant in doing that, I think. They'd like to re- relax and perhaps even read, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is their holiday time. So you don't have to be on call every second <laughs> doing handstands and somersaults for that. Right. <laughs> 
Right. That, that's very true. It's, it, I mean, I think that's the case with house guests all, all the time, but around the holidays, there is so many more programming opportunities. Let's go to this church service. Let's go to this, you know, holiday tree lighting. Let's go caroling. And it, it can be like, no, let's just watch a Christmas movie and yes. go for a walk around the block. Yeah. Go for a walk around the block. There's nothing more special than that on Christmas. I underrated. Think. I agree. We've mm. gotten away from that. We need to start walking the block more. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. Well, my daughter also, uh, Alexandra, had told me this when, when she was married. Some advice had been given to her where she said, um, on the day of your wedding, just put a bubble around you and nothing can burst that bubble, whatever happens. And so I think the same happens or could be employed when you're having house guests or you're having a big Christmas function at your house. Just put yourself in that bottle, uh, the bubble. And if a bottle of red wine spills, uh-huh. It's not a problem. I, I call our house the patina house. There, <laughs> three dogs and children and grandchildren. It, it, accidents happen, so I'm prepared for that. And I'd rather just let it be, and pour a little seltzer water, put a towel, and let go. Because the more fuss you make about something, the, I think it just makes stress for everyone else. Exactly. What is your and, Christmas going to look like this year? What's your? <laughs> where, what country will you be? In? We'll, we'll actually be in Farmington, Connecticut, and it will be on the small side this year. Last year, we alternate years with our, with our children, so it will be on the, the smaller side. But I have to say, I think one key for setting a table when you're having uh, multiples or even a smaller group is using place cards. It, it just settles everything. As there's no discussion. When you make the place cards, you decide where people are going to sit. And if it's a group of people that you know can, can be a little bit, feels a little bit slighted, I have a little trick where I'll just uh, name reindeers and put reindeer names around on the table. And they reach into a little silver bowl and pull out a name of a reindeer, and that's where they're sitting. So it's very diplomatic and fun. That is such a fun idea. That's really and, genius. And it works really well when you're having ladies' luncheons. <laughs> so. That is such a cute idea. I love that. Or you could do it with trees or really anything, just flowers anything, or whatever. Okay. I, I have a little hair and porcelain collection, and in the spring, I'll put little animals around. They reach in. They Oh, pink elephant. All right, I'm sitting at the pink elephant. So it, it just works out brilliantly. And for some reason, it always works out well. <laughs> I don't know, but it's That's does. a really nice idea to do with your little chachkas too. That's what I call them. You know, your little, just nice. to put out your little collections. Because I always wonder what to do with those things. I was in a a very, yeah, yeah, they do. I was a very formal house. She had a collection of those little Beatrix Potter animals, Mm -hmm. you know, the the Mm -hmm. mouse or whatever. Uh She placed them at everyone's place setting and said, guess which one you are. So (sighs) we walked around. Am I the rat? Am I the mouse? Am I the goose? But it it really made for lively conversation after a little champagne. Speaking of champagne, that's another wonderful um, aspect of when, when your guests arrive, even if it's, it's your family, it's nice to have someone near the front door to greet them. And I always have a bottle of champagne open in the living room. So it's just instantaneous. We can pour a glass or some pre-poured glasses are there and it just sets the scene for a festive event. 
Absolutely. Well, now that I know you're having an intimate time in Farmington, I'll be on Long Island as a, in a few weeks. So I just might pop on by. <laughs> Do come. The more the merrier. Absolutely. The door oh, is always open. Open and you've got champagne. <laughs> you said the more the merrier twice now. And that is my personal motto too. But is there ever a time when you just need to protect that family time? I mean, I know you've got children living abroad is it ever like maybe I shouldn't have my next door neighbor here or is it always just it's always going to work out and be more fun with more people well I do think it it, it, it that is something you have to consider who that guest is um, but for the most part I, I think it always elevates the the occasion for some reason having someone that you're not expecting at the table just makes it a little bit more interesting for everyone so, um, but if you feel there's a contentious person or something like that, maybe you want to think twice about it. But I, I've never run into that. No, yeah, I but, but yeah. sometimes they make for the best jokes. For example, my grandmother <laughs> yes. really, really liked that. And she would always invite strange people to all of our holidays. And I remember for many years, she would invite her Shakespeare tutor, which why she had a Shakespeare tutor, I'm not 100% sure. But this man would pick a fight with anyone. And I'm sorry to say, we're just not all brushed up on our Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that would have been a challenge for me. Absolutely. And everyone would want to keep away from him and shy away from him. But now, you know, we're 10 years out and everyone kind of misses the she, she's passed away. We kind of wish this guy would come back and pick a fight with us about taming of the shrew. You that know? is so true. And why is it that we always remember the challenging things? You know, when everything runs perfectly smooth, do you remember it? No, 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 no. But it's also, if you have someone that's shy or, or it's great to delegate. Would you mind helping with the gravy or pouring the wine or something like that to remove them from the situation? Tasks are so important. That's, that's one of the best tricks about entertaining. Okay, so I want to talk more about entertaining specifically because I think we're, we're just more casual in this day and age. Nobody's getting out their silver, their china. But on the holidays... We are, Holly. We are, just so you well, know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But then at the same time, silver, as I say, is the best thing to bring all your cupcakes to the games in because it doesn't break. And if it gets a ding in it, so what? It just adds another story to it. Oh, that was at that soccer game. So you know, wait, that, are you really? I love this idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're changing you have, my life right now because I have. I'm the football snack mom on Saturday. Yes, I'm a cupcake mom. They're <laughs> on the That's it. So, well, you could put that in a, in a decanter, but I don't know if that would work <laughs> that well. Decanter it, it works so perfectly. You put it in the trunk, it can slide around, it's not breaking. And if, if something gets a ding or a scratch in it, to me, it just tells a story. And I'll never forget, I had one of my grandparents' big silver pitchers on one sideboard. And my father-in-law sweetly said, would you like me to have that ding removed from, from that, that, that pitcher? And I said, no, it reminds me of my great-grandfather when he dropped it. <laughs> so, you know, it, those little things that I think the stories that go along with everything. And put on, I say bring out the silver. I also say use it all year long. Um, but, you know, that's, that's up to you, whatever your comfort level is. But to me, the more you use your wedding gifts, the mm -hmm. more comfortable you are with them. And it just makes every meal just feel a little bit more special. Mm -hmm. And, well, and I'll, you know, going. put on the crown and, and, or, or, or my television show and, and watch and just polish your silver and get, and get it up to snuff. Or if you have a beautiful soup tureen, 
Use that to put some potted plants in and make that your centerpiece. Just use something that is meaningful to you. Well, polishing silver really is one of my favorite household chores because laundry, you do it and then it's right there again. But silver, when you polish it, it's just, it's really satisfying. Like, nothing makes it, me it, I love it. Come on over to my house and we'll talk about that. But my mother, who I, I write Mummy's Monday Manners newsletter about, she was the one that always said, whatever you serve on silver will taste better. And there's something about it, especially in the evening when the candles are lit and there's a little bit of sparkle and shine, things are glistening on the table. It could be meatloaf, but if it's on a beautiful platter, for some reason it even tastes better. It's like a car that's been washed and waxed. It runs better. So <laughs> I think just having that and, and some, I, I'm a big, big advocate of, of having candles and having the wicks burned before you sit down to dinner. Wicks should always be blackened. That's a good tip. See, people don't know that. Yep. Okay, so mm -hmm. explain that. You gotta let your candles 10 to 15 minutes before the party starts, maybe more sometimes. Right, well candles were always meant to be used and they're not really meant for decoration. So by having the wicks blackened prior to your guests sitting down, they appear as if they've been used. So it's, it's a just an old, old, it's yes, it's just an old, I don't know, an old way of life. But I also think it just adds a little touch to the table. And I like to have a chocolate in front of everyone's place. Either that or some of my spice pecans. And, Ooh, you know, you I can use, a, if you find a little tiny, I found these little tiny porcelain, um, little teeny baskets that you can put one truffle in each one in front of everyone with their place card next to it. If they feel like they want to have a little sweet or some pecans that I'll also use nuts, I, I, I vary it. That's just a nice touch on the table that you're thinking about your guests. So they, like a little surprise. You you're know, good, Holly. You're good. Yeah. Was ways to, to make a table a little more special if you're on a tight budget. And, you know, that's so easy. That, that's getting a pack of truffles and having each one have, a, you know, that would be so easy. And you're right. It just makes everything look a little more special. That's, that's a great idea. You can. You can or some m the open yeah, bag of M&Ms is throwable. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Kirsten, right. Kirsten and I get dinged every now and then for being a little stuffy muffy, um, which we say a lot. But the truth is, like we're fun and we're lighthearted. So right. I never, I never wear shoes. I don't know if this flies with you, Holly, but I don't wear shoes if I host because usually in my house it is a little bit. I love it. Sometimes. So like I always don't have shoes on for that purpose because I just want people to feel like they can. I don't know. I've got to take it down a couple notches every now and then. That's, and that's very my good. Way. That's really that's your way of doing it. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's, they, they, and your guests and your family feel that. They, that's something that, um, that they pick up on if you're comfortable. And uncomfortable making sure that my guests have their wine glasses filled at all times. I'm, I just love running around and filling, and it makes for a very lively party. But that's something that... <laughs> Like, let's be honest, that really is every, every good host's secret, isn't it? Is they're just, they're just keeping all the wine glasses. You just, you can just we can't have... let that glass be empty. You no. Can't. No. Mm -mm. Can, we, can we ask, I have a question about candles. I've heard yeah. that you're not supposed to have candles out if they're not like being used then. Is that true? Well, the old rule is that they should not be lit before dark. So... In other words, if you are having your Christmas dinner during the middle of the day when it's light outside, they really shouldn't be lit. Or if you're giving a ladies' luncheon or a buffet, they're not supposed to be lit during the day. But in Europe, they're lit for breakfast. They're lit all throughout the day. So it's really what you feel comfortable with. I grew up not lighting the candles until it's dark. 
So, but can you keep them okay. in the candlesticks if it's like part of your decoration? You can. I okay, do. So that's not bad. I do. No. Okay. And the other thing is, you can pick up little cordial glasses and put votives in them, and it makes such a pretty little sparkle around the table. That's a nice idea. Take the votives out. You can serve port in it, or you can, or, or put a candy in it. And I also love to use the old champagne glasses, the wide mouth champagne glasses to serve ice cream in. Just if, what, what else are you going to use them for? Why not serve dessert in them? That's a great idea. And those come up at antique shows or, or, or different, all different places you can pick mm -hmm. those up. So actually you're recycling. If you think about it, you're being green by using silver and crystal that's been passed down versus going out to buy something new. Absolutely. I love that. All right, ladies and couple gentlemen we have. Sorry to interrupt the show, but we have a wonderful mid-roll sponsor. Kirsten and I love them. It's Green Chef. What is Green Chef, you ask? Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. So I had the delightful experience of getting a gigantic Green Chef box shipped to my house and we cooked a harissa honey chicken recipe that was amazing. It came with cauliflower, warm spinach, green bean salad. It really is just so healthy. Honestly, the portions, we got it a meal size for two, but it actually ended up feeding me, my husband, and my two little ones. Um, the Green Chef recipes are quick and easy to use with the step-by-step -step instructions. You get chef tips and you get photos to guide you along. The photos are crucial, by the way. I loved it. Like kind of having a, you know, you should slice it this way, don't slice it this way type thing. And Green Chef sends you a huge variety of organic ingredients and new recipes every week. Everything's hand-picked and delivered directly to your door. And all the ingredients are pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and basically fully prepped. Yeah, it's really fun. If you like cooking at all and are just kind of in a rut and not sure what to do, it, it was enjoyable to cook as a family. And also, I, my husband and my kids, they're not chefs. I was going to try to couch that and make it sound like they're sort of chefs. They're not chefs at all. They don't do any cooking. And I don't, and I think that- <laughs> or meal um, thinking or shopping. No, yeah. no. But but um, this actually kind of opened the door to do that as a family. And it was a really sweet family time because it wasn't so overwhelming. It wasn't like we're starting from square one. It was like, here's your delegated job. So um, it's not just a little bit less of a hassle. It's a lot less of a hassle, but it's also a way to bring in your whole family or older children. It was really sweet. And just to make it very clear- there's a lot of great meal services out there, but this, like, for example, if you've done HelloFresh, this is actually by the same people who came up with HelloFresh, but these are really specific plants. They have paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. So it is, like, exactly what your dietary needs are requiring. Um, they will be Well, and also, if you are so over cooking for the holidays, which many people are, I'm this might so be a nice thing to, like, tee up for the first of the year. And, of course, we have a special deal for you. So go to greenchef.us. Make sure greenchef.us. And you're going to get $50 off your first box. So, basically, that's pretty much, like, getting a really nice trial of it. So you might as well go give it a try. Well, it's, it's greenchef.us slash the home hour. We're so going it's greenchef.us slash the home hour because they were a sponsor back when we were the home hour. Now we're welcome home. But again, greenchef.us slash the home hour. 
We're gonna. All right, we have an update, kid. We have an update. Thank you, Green Chef. We have an update. Studio Sweden. We have an update. Wait, news straight. Newsflash. Newsflash. Coming through. We checked on the website. It's amazing. It actually wasn't even believable when we were reading some of this stuff. They are. It's a twofer. Studio is giving you away giving away another pair of headphones the Tio headphones which is their new model which barely even makes sense but basically if you go on and you order a pair of any kind of headphones from Studio Sweden they will give you another pair in a gift box all so- i can say is i'll be wearing my regents you'll be wearing your free tios we'll be cooking our green chef it's going to be a good <laughs> We are going to be jamming. And we're not going to, and we're not going to, we're chopping up all of our vegetables. It won't be a problem with the cords in our way. There will be no cords. So nice. All right. But remember, studio.com, use the code welcome home and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Plus you're going to get another pair of, um, (laughs) this does not make any sense. You're going to get another pair of earphones. So enjoy. Before whoever came up with this plan is fired, go get (laughs) it. It's going to be amazing, kids. All right. Thanks. Back to Holly Holden, who is very believable in oh so many ways. Give us some more old school (laughs) traditional tips. I like this. So tell us about also about your relationship with your mother and how she came to teach you all of these fabulous manners because you really do know, um, you know. You're so sweet. My mother, she was a wonder. I have to say, she grew up in St. Louis and ended up um, traveling I think she moved to was it, 36 houses in her life. And with, with my father, who was traveling around in a diplomatic lifestyle, but they, she would have a house, move into a house and have a dinner party within two weeks. Um, she just knew how to entertain. And she did it with, with such ease that I grew up with that. And I think if you see your parents entertaining or being comfortable with entertaining, it just makes all the difference in the world. So that's why I say practice, practice, practice. Just have people over as much as you can. And so I learned it from her, I have to say. And her mother was, she was a hoot. She was so much fun. She was always, I mean, the more the merrier. That was definitely part of her, her mantra. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, so you were I, I think, you know, yeah, I do. And I remember preparing for parties. And I have my children help me all the time. And to me, do I want to hire a caterer? Yes, that would make it very easy. But there's something special. I think if I take an entire day off to cook, or if I can, or cook in the evening, that's my gift to my guests. That, that, that's coming from my heart to them. And I think they, I think they sense that. So I try to make as much homemade things as I can. And you know, they're not always the best, but I've come to realize I have some wonderful recipes that are so easy. They don't have to be complicated. And those are the ones you want to use. Don't want to try something new when you're having people over. Go with the ones that you know are tried and true. I am so glad you said that because I, I feel like there is almost like pressure, like, oh, make it easy on yourself. Have someone. And then it just grows. Oh, you've got to have people there to help you. You've got to, and you're at a certain no. point, it's like, no, wait, I just, I really want to cook for my friends. Like, and, and I also think the more you do it, it's not intimidating. When you're doing it once a year, oh my goodness, you have to think through everything. There has to be a hundred lists. But if you're just, if you're just used to it, then it's like, I, I can pull off dinner for eight. I can pull off dinner. That's a, such a good point. And my, my, my mother used to always say, do back-to-back parties. Yes. Silver is done. You mm-hmm. make two pies, you make two casseroles or whatever you're making, and it's done. 
so you and your husband are having the same dinner for two nights in a row. And by the third night, you're exhausted. But it's already... But man, you've hosted some good parties. Yep. <laughs> we did it this weekend. Surprisingly, we had three events in our house, like three dinners in our home. And the first night was good, you know, because it took me forever to get the house clean and figure out dinner. And it was fine. The second night was way better. And the third night was like extraordinary. I mean, it was just two people came over for dinner. But by then, I was rolling. You were rolling. And those recipes just... Oh, yeah, just like, easy, wasn't it? Back right. It, I wasn't even thinking about it. And honestly, there was something so... I was like, I could keep this string up like let's just keep inviting people over because you're you're in the zone right like you're you're in your the brain zone is just going to court and it doesn't make any sense it defies logic like what kind of idiot would throw three back-to-back -back events but it just right. it just and it is done that, that the flower arrangements those are out so why not and right. that's another thing i i do find that many people will make extravagant flower arrangements and and definitely something that i'd have to instill is not to make them so high that you can't see the people across the table. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is something I do see quite often. And the whole purpose you're sitting around the table is to be able to have conversation with one another. Mm -hmm. So keep the arrangements low. And I like to do the, I get the flowers almost a week in advance. So by the time of the, the event, I just get some clippings from the garden and use that for filler, whether it's holly leaves or pine leaves. And we're fortunate that way in, in New England that I can just attack the yard. But um, when roses are, you know, full bloom, uh, full, full blown, it, it does, it just, they look elegant that way. So you can get a few nights out of that. You're making me feel so good because I did that last year. I went and, um, we have a giant pine tree on our, in our yard and, um, and I, and I just, <laughs> it was a beautiful garland. I just ripped off a branch and, uh, I thought, oh, goodness, am I the worst person just stealing from my yard? But no, this is great. Oh, that's so funny. We have some specimen tree that my husband, he's the gardener, and he couldn't understand why the lower branches just weren't growing. <laughs> 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 They're the, my favorite ones for the mantle at Christmas. So. Exactly. I well, I will make you a little jealous. Living in the Southeast, we've got magnolia trees everywhere. So we, so I mean... Jealous. Rams out of the public there. park, just stealing leaves. Clipping yeah. oh, away. No, we've got them in our yard. But okay. Um, okay. What do you do when someone gives you a gift that you were not expecting? This happens to me a couple times. Now, I've, I've kind of circumvented this by I keep three little random gifts every holiday season. It's on my Christmas list. But if it, is it rude if you don't reciprocate? Someone gives you a little something and you don't have anything at the moment to reciprocate with, Holly? I think the nicest thing you can do is give them the biggest, sincerest thank you. And that's that. You don't have to reciprocate. If you happen to have something that you think that they may like, like you said, you already have a pre-wrapped gift, uh, that, that's lovely. But don't feel compelled, I, I don't think to have to reciprocate at that moment because that was a surprise gift to you. Eventually, you're going to be giving something back to them, whether it's something you've made, pecan nuts, or a, a gift that you brought back from a, from a trip. But I think just to thank you is enough. I like to get extra cards when I'm, when I'm visiting different museums. Uh, you know, little um, note cards, whether mm -hmm. the bot botanicals or mm -hmm. something of um, peony, something that, that speaks to me and wrap them up in silver paper with a big pink ribbon on it so I can use it all year long if I need to. And who doesn't need any, you know, everyone can use additional note cards, pretty ones. Mm -hmm. So I have those, but I don't feel com compelled to have to give back a gift if it was a surprise gift 
to me. Are you all comfortable with that? If you say so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. You're comfortable, 100%. We're comfortable. We are comfortable. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, let's see. As far as uh, like for, for play settings too, do you all have things that you use every year? Or for, for me, I, I'd like to suggest that you buy something that you love or you have inherited and use it year after year. You can tweak it different ways with greens or, or flowers, but those create special memories for your children. I have a little red sleigh that my grandmother had and my mother used it and filled it with greenery and some Christmas balls. And I now pull it out and it just brings back such sweet memories for me. So it's not buying something new, it's using something that has a story to it. And I think that also creates memories for your children. Well, and then you can give it to them and they'll remember. They'll Absolutely. Remember. And that's what happened to me. So I'm, I'm very grateful for the things that I've inherited from my mother because along with it comes all these, these memories and stories. So, but as far as etiquette we were talking about, when you're setting the table for any function, I think one, one aspect that people forget is that a fork should never touch a napkin. The only time it touches a napkin is if you're out at a picnic and there's wind blowing. So you put a fork on top of the napkin. But other than that, the napkin should be set aside or on top of your plate for when, when your guests arrive. Obviously not in a glass, but on the plate or to the left of your forks. Um, that's good that's to know. And you know what yeah, else too? That, I love napkin rings. Napkin rings are sort of one of my favorite things because I think they can just be really fun. They can oh. be whimsical. You could even do like, you know, if you really, a fun ribbon. Um, I love napkin rings. So any. They, they are so much fun. Absolutely. Well, napkin rings are originally made with the intention that your house guests or your family would be reusing the napkin. That oh, was, she's good. She's good. I knew that, Holly. But <laughs> that was one of our very first episodes. One of our first shows, right? People, very formal napkin rings. Actually, you don't see on the highest level of set table, correct? Right. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just get burned for my napkin ring comment. Oh, no. no, I love no, I love napkin rings. They're gorgeous. I use them. We have a beautiful collection. But this is this is some old school knowledge. I'll let you finish the story, Holly. No, no you're right. This is old school. So old right, because they were monogrammed. Exactly, and they would have your name, and then they could be passed on, and you could give it to one of your children, have their name put on it. So actually, my family will come to the table, and they're looking for the napkin ring with their name on it when they're born that's a really lovely gift to give someone is a it could be a polished pewter one which they're not very expensive at all and and they can have that you know or for a married couple give them each a, a pair but napkin rings were used for that for more of a family atmosphere than for any formal event so this is a whole new realm of napkin rings so I'm really making some big napkin ring social faux pas over here, is what you're telling me. <laughs> you're not. You're making a decorative table that you're happy with. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, and I think we've graduated from that, but it is interesting to realize. And that's really what 
the genesis of all this etiquette is, right? Is when you eat your soup, you know, you you scoop backwards so you don't splash yourself. You know, I mean, these these yeah. rules make sense, right? Yeah, every, there's a little bit of common sense behind it all, right? People weren't there washing is. napkins after every meal. So you were putting your napkin back in your ring that had your name on it. And then you moved on because you were using the same napkin for lunch. Um, but it's fun to learn those things. Well, but you know what? Also, you're making me think what I might do this year for Christmas is I might get our family a really fun set of napkin rings that do have our names on them because all of our napkin rings are actually pretty, pretty fancy. Um, so they would be, so the, so, so I'm sort of stuck in this napkin ring gray area where I can't put these very fancy napkin rings out for breakfast, but I'm messing up my formal table. But here's what I could do. We did an episode on green and I do feel a little bit disgusted with myself about how many paper napkins we go through. And I keep wanting to make the switch to cloth napkins. But as we've brought up, you, know, you don't want to wash them every single time. And if we could do cute napkin rings with our names on them, I think I would solve a lot of my problems. Absolutely. You, and you could put their nicknames in there or something that just oh, your that family knows, cute. right? Oh, so that, that would be, really sweet. be fun. And if you can buy cotton napkins. They don't have to be pressed, but you can use them for a couple of days when your family is still reusing them. So, so it, it works out really well. It's a good thing. In fact, our garden club decided to use all napkin cocktail napkins and napkins at every event. Someone gets the duty of taking it home and washing them or whatever, but it was going back to being green as well. So linen does work in cotton. Very easy. What are some other big mistakes people are making for their tables since I've already committed the napkin ring? No, we're very casual here, Christian. These aren't mistakes. These yeah. are just learning tips, pieces of historical relevance. Keep that's going. right. They're not, that's exactly right. And you can take it or leave it. But it, as long as you're aware of it, then I think you can feel comfortable and pick and choose what you'd like. But nothing's worse than not knowing and feeling um, slighted that you don't know or being, feel as if you're being made fun of. So that's why I do like to pass on these tips in my newsletter so that a younger generation at least understands what they are, and then you can go from there. But as far as, let's see, what's another one? Um, sitting at the table, make sure there's always a water glass. So many times people will take a shortcut and not have a water glass for everyone. And that's really important. People drink water. They may not want wine. And I, after my... Uh, I was talking about this on my YouTube channel where after dinner and everybody's had lots of libations, make sure that you come through with some water to offer them or some sparkling water or just plain ice water. It's always a welcome sight. And a line of Ubers outside your home. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Might as well pre-order a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> What about Holly, you know, Holly, I actually have a question for you because I was reading another one of your Mummy's Monday Manners. Um, Which are so good, everyone, manners. by the way. If you're not subscribed, how do, how do they do that? Uh, to the YouTube channel and to the Mummy's Manners newsletter, as well as for, for my book, The Pretty and Proper Living Room, it's just simply going to hollyholden.com. And so it's all there. <laughs> so I would love to have, have more people join me on this. We're having so much fun. And as far as the PBS television show, that, that will, you, you just have to find out about that through your PBS stations. And that's called You're Cordially Invited. But um, I, I think the book, the, the, my book, The Pretty and Proper Living Room, I wrote that for my daughter, Alexandra, when she was moving uh, to Germany and getting married in Germany. And she turned to me and she said, Mommy, how do I decorate my first big girl house? 
Meaning, <laughs> meaning I, she had lived with Ikea furniture in her apartment in Boston, and she wanted to start investing in pieces that maybe would would hold its value and would add a certain, you know, a certain flair to that, to her house. So um, that's what the book was. It started with a, a few notes and, and she said, well, could you give me some pictures and could you tell me what not to do and what should I do? So three years later, I presented her with almost a 500 page book and over a thousand photographs. So that is a book that tells you are a doer, Holly. You are an absolute doer. You don't just you don't just no. take on a project. You just like grand slam it. Okay. Well, well, that's a great question. Children. Thank you. My, but it's my children. They they're the ones that are saying, do this and help me out with the manners and my grandchildren. So that's where all this is coming from. They're 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 a great inspiration. And really a lot of fun. But your children, I think if you can just practice these things with them, like sh how to shake hands and have good eye contact with their eyes being on computers all the time. Sometimes <sighs> eye contact isn't what it used to be or should be. When, when you meet someone and you see their eyes looking right back at you with a big smile, you, f you feel that sense of warmth straight away. And that comes actually from practice. So, you know, if there's no age too young to start shaking hands with your children. I like that. Oh, I have a friend who, mm -hmm. who decided that every Sunday they were going to do a family dinner, but they wanted it to be their one fancy dinner of the week. And so that's their time. That's sort of their accountability to actually break out the china, break out the silver, all those things we were talking about, but they do it for family dinner and they have young children. And I thought that was so brilliant. I'm like, well, when are our kids going to learn these manners? When are they going to learn these things? Um, but I loved it's that it was a brilliant a, idea. Isn't it's it so smart? Idea. I grew up with that where my father was British. So every Sunday after church, we would have a formal dinner. My parents would always invite several couples over and she would, my mother, mommy would cook a big roast beef. And, but my, my friends were all outside riding their bicycles and <laughs> having a good time. And I'm, I, I wasn't too pleased with it at the, at the time. But in retrospect, I'm so happy that I was exposed to that. It, it served me well. So I think that's a great tradition for, for your friend to, to do that. And that's an effort. It's an effort to sit at the table and correct your children and still make it a comfortable dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, but it does take a lot of effort. And that's when you have to say, all right, I'm doing this for the betterment of you. So you're, um, you can be comfortable. Right. And right. I, well, it's our job I've, to send them off into the world. So. Right. And I have stinky boys. Like they are the typical boys. They want to play Fortnite. They want right. to, you know, just be dirty little boys but I will say when I've kind of started talking about gentlemen they perk up they think that's kind of cool so giving them an opportunity to sort of rise to the occasion act like a gentleman they love opening doors for me that is their favorite and I don't know oh, I did. so I think see? it's sort of sweet they think that's like very special like I've got it mom I'll open it I'm a gentleman so oh, again not to oversell them but I just I think if you can kind of plant those seeds hopefully hopefully absolutely it's such a wonderful gift you're giving them. It really is. And, and they're feeling as if they're doing something for you, which is kind of what manners are all about. You're making other people feel comfortable. So kudos to you for doing that. Well done. Well, I will say my husband had a lot to do with that. He set the tone for that. So I think they think that's also, you know, kind of being like dad 
being grown up. So yes, absolutely. Which is Ooh, yes. All right. Well, we're closing in on the holidays and Holly, you've been more than gracious with your time. So we want to wrap it up and let you get back to your sweet family and your time abroad. And just thank you for coming into all of our listeners homes and helping us make our homes a little more gracious and warm during the holiday season. Thank you so much. And I wish the very same for you and for all of your listeners. You have a wonderful thing going. And it's quite special to hear two people so invested in making a better place for the world. So well <laughs> done you, as they say here in England. <laughs> and I look forward to chatting with you another time, I hope. Oh, we hope so too. Thanks, Holly. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Have a great day. Here we go. All right. Is the reenactment thing too weird? No, it was awesome. I for- <laughs> for- you forgot we went to reenactments? No, I didn't forget, but I just it's yet another reason. Okay. Another reason what? That people will find us. That you have to be my that you have to be my friend forever and ever. Because if not, <laughs> like my question. For example, do we ever actually get out of the car to reenactment? Oh my god, just, like 20 times. Did we? Oh, do you not remember? No, Seriously? I don't remember. I probably blocked it. <laughs> you probably blocked it from your memory. I know we um, said we break for reenactments a lot, but I didn't know if that was just something we said. Oh no, we broke. We broke. Okay.